Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will help set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and leading practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. In the house, Deloitte has been recognized by SAP as the number one global partner. Follow them on Twitter at Deloitte SAP. I am Bonnie G. Graham. So happy to be here. This is the Kinetic Enterprise presented by Deloitte. And we're going to do something a little different today. We're going to look into the crystal ball, see what's coming up in the future. You know, this is one of my favorite themes. So let me give you a couple of hints on what we see is coming up the road, down the road, up the pike, whichever direction you're going. Industry Cloud Solutions. Ah, that's our theme. We'll be game changers for innovation, allowing organizations, and we're talking to all of you, our business listeners around the world, your organization, to quickly deploy apps that address very focused business needs and deliver specific business outcomes. Now, we're in post-pandemic mode here, and this is important. I have another prediction here. Looking ahead, a clean core and cloud platform technology will be key elements of that vision. Okay, and one more. Enterprise leaders, like all of you in our audience, will have to embrace a new mindset when it comes to ERP and the potential of cloud. So we've got a very important topic today. So what does this mean to you? I have a couple of vocabulary changes. You might think of old ERP versus new ERP. Uh Uh-uh, that's off. How about ERP Plus is in, new way of thinking. And cloud as just an infrastructure play, we're not going to say that anymore. Instead, industry leaders will have to use cloud more strategically as an enabler of business integration, innovation, we love innovation, and analytic insights. They all go together. So I have three Deloitte cloud transformation specialists and industry leaders. We're going to be speaking with Smitha I got to get this right. Chaudhavarapu. We have Chip Kleinhexel, who is a regular on the show, and we have a returning guest, Hernan Krimkiewicz. And they're going to share their insights as we explore what the enterprise cloud landscape will look like in the years ahead. We're ready to look ahead, everybody. We finished 2020. We're here in mid-2021, and we're ready to look in the future and how you and your company can navigate the future of cloud and discover new value for your organization. I am Bonnie D. Graham, still after that long intro, and happy to be here. Let's introduce our first new panelist. She is new to the show. We're so happy to have her. Smitha, I'm going to put you on speaker view. I'm going to ask you to please tell our listeners who you are, what you do at Deloitte, a little bit about your background, and most important, Smitha, we'd love to know what your passion is for this important topic. Smitha, welcome. Hello, all. Thank you, Bonnie, for having me here. And for everyone who's listening on the talk radio, Smita Chaudhavarapu. I do go by Smita. I am part of Deloitte's consulting practice and help organizations in their strategic and business-led journey. My core, if if I kind of go back to where I'm from, I used to be a pure play finance consultant that moved into finance operations with supply chain integrations. That means that anywhere in the world, maybe in order to cash process, supply chain process, where finance is there, I am there. That's me. Uh, The fun part about my passion and how I came about is throughout uh, the the journey of... um, 
finance and supply chain and the and and the problems that uh, clients or businesses are facing when we start looking forward and said how do we adopt a futuristic mindset we got interested in finance innovations industry cloud and how do we adopt all these cloud technology to enable organizations be nimble and anti fragile and that is the journey we've been walking through and i am here to share that passion and all the findings and little nuggets that we found along the way i like the idea of combining findings with little nuggets smitha i like that a lot thank you very much we're so happy to have you and welcome you as a newcomer to the show welcome to the kinetic enterprise family if i can say that speaking of family chip is here chip how could we do how how many shows a year can we do without having you on over and over again because <laughs> you're just in the moment you're present you're this these are this is your wheelhouse you know what you're talking about so chip i'm going to say and you may have heard me say this before chip klein has So in case there are 2.8 people in the world who don't remember you, I'm going to say shame on them. So talk to them because everybody else knows who you are, Chip. Oh, Bobby, you made me laugh. (laughs) So so I'm Chip Kleinick. So I'm a a partner within Deloitte. I'm also, I serve as our chief technology officer for SAP Alliance. So in my role, I work and serve clients as well as work and align with software companies like SAP in terms of what's our go-to-market strategy, how can we best bring the power of their technology to the clients that we serve and make sure that we are, we're unlocking value through innovation and through transformation and, and super passionate about how we can do that uh, and, and all that we do. And, and excited to be here with Smitha and Hernan, who are two of my, my colleagues who I, I work with all the time. And it's, it's fantastic to be on here with them. Thank you very much, Chip. Happy to have you back. I remember who you are, and now everybody else does too. There we go. And another member of the family, Hernan Krimke, which, Hernan, it's been quite a while since you've been on the show. I'm so happy you're back. You are sitting in this fabulous, I think it's a virtual Deloitte office. Uh, somebody might see this video. We're recording on Zoom right now. And you have a, a beautiful drawing behind you and the big Deloitte sign on the wall, and you look like you're in this fabulous place. So welcome to our fabulous place. Hernan, there might be, because you don't, you aren't on that often, there might be 9.3 people who don't remember who you are. So why don't you talk to, I'm doing my math in my head here. I was, I was almost a math major, so it, it comes back to me. Hernan, welcome back. Please introduce yourself. And what's your passion? Go ahead. Thank you, Bonnie. So good, good morning, everybody. My name is Hernan Krinke, which is Managing Director in um, SAP Practice in Deloitte. Uh, I've also um, lead our global SAP assets and innovations, um, working very closely with Chip and, and Smita. Uh, and, and my passion is about everything that is coming up, everything that is in the future where people cannot see how it's going to be used and, and basically make it usable for people, uh, for people and for companies, right? So what, what, what I'm passionate about is to, to have that vision that, um, we don't know where we're going, but eventually we get to, 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 to a place where, where it works for companies and, and it works for, for some of our clients so, and companies. So that's, that's what it keeps me awake every night, and that's what I keep thinking. SAP or other software companies advance continuously with, with the technology, uh, and how do we make sure that we, get, we can do things that we couldn't do before, right? And, and, and how do we get ahead of, of that curve? 
I like that perspective, doing things that we couldn't do before. And sometimes it's the technology, right, Hernan? And sometimes it's the mindset. And I mentioned that in my opening. It's a shift in mindset. What do you have available? What can you do with it? Where should you be looking? How should you be imagining? How can you be nimble and agile? We've used some of those words, putting it all together. How can you do better? for your business, for the world, for society, whatever the goals are. We all know companies need to have sustainable goals in terms of not just resources, but people and ethics and what they're doing in the world. So I I like the way you framed that, Hernan. Thank you very much. Now is the part of the show where I've asked my guests to send me a quote from a movie or a song or a TV show that has absolutely nothing to do with our topic. We're talking about cloud today and we're talking about ERP, but they're going to explain in their own words, either poetically, philosophically, humorously in some way, why they think the quote relates to the topic. So this is going to be Interesting. Smith has sent us a quote from Morpheus in The Matrix. Morpheus is a fictional, in case there's one person in the world who doesn't know, and The Matrix, I understand, had its 20th anniversary last year. Seriously? It's a franchise of movies. Uh, Morpheus is played by the one and only Lawrence Fishburne in the films and in the video game. And The Matrix is an American media franchise created by the Wachowskis and producer Joel Silver starting in 1999. Oh, my goodness. Here's the quote. There is a difference between knowing, I should, do I have a Morpheus voice? There is a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. I have no idea what he sounds like. Smitha, rescue me. What does this have to do with our topic? Go ahead. So I thought this was a really cool, um, uh, you know, uh, at this point of time where we are at, because if I just summarize the movie back in the film Matrix, Neo is told by everybody he meets that he is the one. That means that he has some big destiny ahead of him. And, and that this is good because he's fed up with his life at that point of time, going through, you know, through the movement in life, very passive. Um, and then he also goes and it repeats the same thing where he goes and visits the Oracle. And the, he, he thinks that he'll go to the Oracle and she will, or the Oracle will give him some intellectual revelation that will tell him that he, what he needs to know. He leaves extremely disappointed because all he gets to know is he is the one. And that is where there is a turning point in, his, in the movie where he reflects his conversations with Oracle in the light of Morpheus being taken hostage. Before this, he knew he was the one because people had told him. But it was not until that point of time where he developed the conviction to take action to actually become the one. This is where he changes from a passive character to an active character. So with the disruption we have seen in organization, who, where we are all our own neos, where some, somewhere we are taking an active approach and able to pivot well, and somewhere we convert from passive to active, or else the, the disruption will sweep us all away. So for me, if I take my optimistic lens, I believe now more than ever, leaders will have the conviction to accelerate on the cloud journey to become more anti-fragile and resilient. That's my philosophical and fun lens. And thank you very much. And my engineer just told me that it was more of a monotone. There is a difference between knowing the Sorry. path and walking the path. Is that better, Smetha? Aaron. That's fine. 
Is that better, Aaron? Okay. Aaron is a movie buff and he tries to keep me on the straight and narrow because I obviously haven't seen The Matrix yet. I think I have my homework assignment for the weekend. Thank you, uh, Smith. I appreciate that very much. And thank you for walking us through the scene. Uh, it, it happens to be a really wonderful quote and I appreciate it. Chip has sent us a quote from The Office. Michael Scott, played by the one and only Steve Carell. We've got some iconic actors here. Uh, the Office is an American mockumentary sitcom TV series. They just keep changing how they describe these things from 2005 to 2013. It was only nine seasons long. Oh, my goodness. Michael Scott is the main protagonist of the series, serving as the regional manager of the Scranton, Pennsylvania branch of a paper distribution company known as Dunder Mifflin Incorporated. And here is the quote. I like this one, Chip. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. Chip, this is the story of my life. (laughs) 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 These days, hopefully not on the radio. Chip, rescue me. Tell me about the quote. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, how it relates to the discussion. And this is cloud. This is cloud ERP. And and, uh, the chapter is not complete. The book is not finished, per se, right? And so there's many of us who we're all navigating around what will cloud ERP look like in the future? How, you know, the options that companies have and the, the, the paths they can take, whether it be public, whether it be private. And, you know, the, we're, all, we're all navigating this as we, as we go, just like Michael Scott must do every time he opens his mouth. And I love the office. And and Bonnie, you open the door and let us let us pick a TV one. So that was directly where I went. I'm I'm very happy. I think people were running out of movie quotes, Chip. <laughs> it's like there aren't enough movies in the world, and there certainly aren't enough songs in the world to pick from. So we had to open it. I actually had a guest on another show recently pick a quote from Emo Phillips the comedian, and it was really good because it wasn't quite. Words of wisdom from a book, right? Or not from a from a book. It was it was somebody who was doing a riff on on reality through comedy, and it was actually funny. And that said to me, open it up to TV shows. So thank you very much, Hernan. I'm ready for you, and you've sent us a quote, one of my favorites from Shoeless Joe Jackson, played by Ray Liotta in the film Field of Dreams, 1989. Was it really that long ago? American sports supernatural drama. Very, very interesting. And the film had quite a cast. Kevin Costner, Amy Madigan, James Earl Jones, Burt Lancaster in his final film role. It only was nominated for three Academy Awards, and it was certainly a very interesting, interesting movie. Let me just give the background here. While walking through his cornfield one evening, He, Kevin Costner, hears a voice whispering, and here's the quote, if you build it, he will come. He sees a vision of a baseball diamond in his cornfield and great shoeless Joe Jackson, prayed by Leota, standing in the middle of the field. I'm going to leave it there and let you explain how it has to do with our topic today. If you build it, he will come. And Hernan, you're one of the few people who have actually quoted it correctly. So I give you an extra gold star for that one. Hernan, talk to me. How does this relate to our topic? Well, first of all, I will tell you for sure that I'm not a baseball fan. I'm a soccer fan. But I get every time that I watch that movie uh, or they they show in the movie, I can't get away from that movie, right? I love that movie. And I think that, um, you know, that quote is perfectly fit on what we are doing, right? So um, many times I had conversations, especially with with Chip, we, we are with Chip on, on the phone every single day, uh, every, every time, and, and with Smita, looking at the new technology, looking at innovation, and we get to the point that is people cannot see it. 
yet. Uh, where are we heading? Where are we going? They, they cannot say, but when we build it, uh, they will start coming because they will realize the power of the solutions that we are building, the products that we're working with, the technology that we are enabling and the value that we are bringing. So it's all about building and having that vision um, that, that is going to help others, our clients, our comp companies, to really take benefit of, of, of the technology that is out there. And, and like I said before, right, mm -hmm. it's a lot of mindset and basically ap applying this vision, right? And, and you know, uh, we burn ourselves sometimes with things that we think is going to go there and it doesn't get there, but, but a lot of them, they get there and that's the part where we head to. Thank you very much, Renan. And we're talking about building something here, aren't we? Today, we're talking about building this vision for cloud, this vision for new ERP+. Plus. We're talking about building a new mindset, building the use of technology to help companies move ahead and to make the world a better place, if I can borrow an SAP phrase. So thank you all for your quotes. I appreciate it. Now we're going to do a deep dive into our topic. And if you're just joining us, this is the Kinetic Enterprise Built to Evolve presented by Deloitte. I have to do a shout out to Helen Tomas at Deloitte for sponsoring the series and Igosa Obakpalor, who is our, I'm going to call you our managing editor, Igosa. He, he works with me to set up the topics and invite the guests and he does a wonderful job. So he's listening and I hope he's blushing. There you are. Our topic today is the Kinetic Enterprise, the future of enterprise cloud. It's a big topic. We have three specialists on the show today. You're hearing from them already. And let's get started with our deep dive into the topic. Smitha has sent me the following statement. Industry cloud enables adoption of quick win solutions, helping companies adapt to changing business processes and models, as well as launch new ventures with minimal infrastructure. That is a loaded statement, Smitha. I'm going to ask you to do what we do on the news shows. Please unpack this for us. Smitha, take about three minutes, and then I'm going to go around the table and ask Chip if he agrees or disagrees. I think I know where he's going to go, but I'm not sure. Ah, And then Hernan, you get to comment as well, agree or disagree with Chip and or Smitha, or in the reverse order. So Smitha, you're up. Let's do it. Bye. Let's go. Absolutely, Bonnie. With the current disruption and the new normal, more than ever, companies are now faced with the um, opportunities and looking at their problem statements to convert their business outcomes into build quick, quick solution, quick win solutions that actually enable them to pivot to what they need to do to enable their customer service, to enable some of the supply chain disruptions they are facing. And the beauty of things is instead of taking forward a, um, this is where industry cloud helps you because what this helps is you, you can leverage industry cloud. You do not need huge infrastructure and quickly build, quickly, uh, build solutions almost on the edge within weeks, and we are not even talking about months and years, but within weeks that enables us to build scalable solutions that we are continuously refining to, to take it forward. And, and the fun part about this is um, what we are noticing is or the companies I speak to are not doing it alone. They are actually co-innovating with the other partners. And that is one of the key drivers where co-innovation, where you're bringing all the people, all the minds together to keep the same pace at which they are going with. You leverage existing nimble solutions and expand it on to the, their needs and immediately scale it up to take it forward. 
Thank you. Very interesting. A lot of good thoughts in there. Chip, why don't you join us and agree or disagree or expand whatever you want to do. Chip, I'm putting you up on speaker view. Go ahead. Well, I can't disagree with Smith on, on her first point and the first time she's on the show with his body. So I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I think, you know, gone are the days of, or gone, sh- gone should be the days. Some some companies are still battling through this, but of, you know, creating monolithic large systems and continuing to add more and more development into those large ERPs. Instead, it's embracing quick build apps, innovative apps. And the only way to do that is through cloud technologies. And that's where, where Smith is going with it is, is if you want to be able to be built to evolve, if companies want to be able to adjust and, and, and move and, and adapt and, and address disruption quickly, which we all saw in the last year that can come in the snap of the fingers, mm-hmm. right? The only way to do that is at speed is to be able to stand up these smaller bite-sized apps. But if you think about 20 years ago, companies would do that, and they all did all these discrete systems, highly integrated, created all these different, you know, point-to-point interfaces. Well, that created monoliths in itself too. And so what, we, what we've seen is if you leverage this cloud layer and build those apps in there, it's done in, a much, in an agile fashion, but in a way that doesn't create this spaghetti mess that we've seen long ago. So, Smith, a great point. Love it. Chip, you just brought back a memory. Hernan, just give me one second, please, here. I was a programmer analyst back in the day, in the early days of coding in the 1970s. I'm not going to tell you when. And I used to have to tackle spaghetti code, Chip. And spaghetti code was when you would inherit a system or a program that had been touched by so many programmers with, and so many, we were called programmer analysts in those days. You analyzed the problem, you came up with the code and you made it work. You, you submitted, you wrote the code, you submitted the program, you made it work. And then you analyzed whether it was working well. And so many people had touched it that it looked like spaghetti because it was threads of this, this programmer thought this was really the goal of the report. And this programmer thought, well, maybe we'll do a top-down strategy in, in our programming code. And somebody else, and you had to go in, and it was just a mess of wires, if you will, Chip. So, Chip, you've awakened a memory in me from those days. I haven't heard that word in that context. Now we just eat spaghetti. We'll leave it there. Hernan, <laughs> join us. Hernan, go ahead. I'm putting you on speaker view. Comment, please, on what Smitha introduced and or what Chip added. Well, the, the first thing that I will say, Bonnie, that you get hungry right now talking about spaghetti. <laughs> right? So, it's like... A, it's early here, and I haven't had breakfast yet. Touche. So, uh, <laughs> breakfast but, uh, spaghetti. Breakfast spaghetti. Spaghetti will be too this morning. But <laughs> now, I, I, you know, f- fully agree with that. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, right, so uh, I'm going to go back to, to the comment that I made before and, and, and the mindset, right? This mindset about being agile, go quickly, right, and, and build it. Um, it's something that wasn't there before, right? It wasn't there before because we have to basically build the build that app, enhancement, call it whatever you want, inside the main code affecting the main business. So people used to take very, very, very long time to build it, how to be careful, and, 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 and organizations would basically say, okay, I'll, I'll, take one, I'll take the bullet only one time, right? Uh, and now, with, 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 this, um, with, this, with the technology, with the way it is, right, I, I can actually build in an agile fashion. And, and that's a mindset where, where we are basically constantly educating people, right? You don't have to build the entire solution the first time. Mm-hmm. You can go step by step, right? 
look at some of the apps that uh, you have in your iPhone, right? And or 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 or, or, or iPad, right? It's not like you get the full functionality of the app immediately, and that is exactly the same that we're trying to do with the enterprise, right? You don't have to get there immediately. You just need to start adding value and start the journey because that journey might take long, but as long as you are adding value consistently, it, it makes much easier to get through that. Interesting. I hadn't heard that put quite that way before, Hernan, and you made us all hungry talking about breakfast spaghetti. But seriously, the idea of building and starting something, starting along that path of building. Smitha, this was your topic. Why don't you talk back to or talk add to what your co-panelists just shared. Smitha, any comments you'd like to make? No, totally agree with both of them. One of the things that a lot of times people or organizations are afraid is they believe everything has to be a scratch. And it is no longer the build from scratch economy. It's the app economy. That means that there is already an app out there that you initially have a problem statement with. with. You just take it and expand on it and fit to your problem on an edge technology without disrupting your core. And that enables you to fast win solutions. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting topic. Thank you for kicking this off, Smitha. And and Chip and Hernan, thank you for adding out to that. I think we've added a lot of thoughts we might not have thought we would have today. So thank you. Chip, you're up next. I'm looking at your statement number one, and we're going to get to talk about the core. Hernan just introduced that concept a couple seconds ago. Thank you for the segue, Hernan. You didn't even realize you were doing it. Maybe you did. Uh, Chip says, for the last few years, we've been talking about a clean core, and the topic continues to be at the forefront of IT strategy. Let me read one more line here. Without diligence, it's easy for companies with ER new and old, to still use them as a development platform. Let me stop there and let you continue the thought. Chip, you're up. Yeah, so it's an extension, really, of what we were just discussing with Smetha. And if you think about, when we talk about the kinetic enterprise, we talk about those four pillars, pillars of intelligent, intelligent apps, apps that you can build out on a cloud platform. We talk about responsive cloud infrastructure, scaling up, scaling down. We talk about inclusive, the ability to connect all these systems together. But none of that can happen if you don't have a clean core. If you use, and what we see, and what we caution companies, and what companies have done over time but now have embraced, is this clean core vision of you can't use your ERP as a development platform. If, if the ERP isn't enabling it through their standard capabilities, don't look at just adding more code there to put it there. Because what that's done, Bonnie goes back to, it may not be pure spaghetti code, but it's darn close, right? <laughs> and anything that you're trying to then do in the future, you got to go update all those little bits and pieces. And so what, we, what we've really been focusing on is keep that core clean, We've been talking about this now for a couple of years and it still mm-hmm. sits there. It's still at the forefront, right? And not only that though, as you look to leverage all your things, if you're going to enhance, we're not saying don't enhance. We're not saying don't innovate. Clean core does not mean that. What it means is have the appropriate governance to know when I need to go do th- something or when I want to do something, where should I put that code first? And that's where it starts with. And so it's, it's a strategy. It's a mindset. It's something we continue to stress. And I love it that companies are embracing this. 
So. Chip, let me ask you a, a level set question before I bring in Hernan and Smetha on this one. We talk about clean core. Whose decision is it? Whose governance and oversight is it? Is this an IT issue? Is this a, a CFO issue? Is this a CEO issue? Who sits at that table and says, we are not keeping our core clean or we are? Who, who sees it? Who controls it? Who decides it? Am I allowed to ask that question, Chip? You, you can. You can. I think in different companies, it may be different. In my my head, my view is it starts with the CIO because, quite frankly, most often companies, businesses are going to come with, with ideas and demands, right? Mm-hmm. Businesses are going to come with, I want to do X, Y, or Z. The governance then sits with the CIO and the IT organization to say, okay, great. We can do that. should never say, no, we can't. We can do that. But... Here's where we should do that. And it's, it's changing that mindset, though, because IT organizations of old would just go, yeah, let's go code that into the ERP, right? And now it's a shift of wait, pause. Okay, what do you want to do? All right, now where are our options to go do this? With our last, last option really being, do I code it in the ERP? So it starts with the CIO, CIO really stemming that, the governance that takes place, working to empower the business through innovation, but doing it in the right spot. Thank you very much. That yeah. answers my question. Yes, I appreciate that. Hernan, you're up. Agree or disagree with Chip? Go ahead. No, I'm going to agree with Chip, of course. I mean, I talk, like I said, I talk every five minutes with Chip every day. So we are kind of, we know each other very well. So Don't uh, be afraid to disagree, Hernan. It's okay. Uh, it's good. Uh, I, oh, no, I know that. But, you know, we disagree enough you know, during the conversation to get to a good point sometimes. Or, but, hey, we are on the same page, right? So, and I think, I think um, what Chip, uh, what I will add to what Chip say, right, uh, and perhaps put it a little bit on, on another perspective is, you know, it, it's all about the mindset of people. It's the adoption, right? And reality is, um, years ago, right, we didn't have the technology. And, and, and now we do. And, and people need, is adopting, people is moving into that. And this is similar to, you know, five, six years ago, you would ask me to watch Netflix somewhere, and I couldn't, right? I mean, the, techno- the, the broadband was not there, right? Now, now it's, you, you watch uh, any show on, on, on internet, right? So I think with um, industry cloud and with, the, with SAP cloud and, and everything that is with industry cloud, ERP cloud, technology is there to basically do the innovations on what we call the innovation layer. Get away from the core because the core is going to keep evolving, right? SAP or Oracle, they keep evolving continuously with a clean ERP Right, and you have to have clean to run those operations and be able to adapt to the new releases and the new versions as fast as you want to keep up with 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 the latest, right? Um, so that's the reason why we say put put the changes on the innovation platform um, so you can keep progressing, evolving while you keep developing and innovating, and there is no conflicting messaging between both both layers, right? And that's what we are seeing more and more people adopting. But, but I think we still have a, a long way to go to, for, for people to get, uh, get out of the comfort zone that is go back and code in the system uh, and get back into the spaghetti code or something like that, right? Thank you very much. We're going to have that theme throughout the I show. I didn't know I was introducing that theme throughout the whole day. But you did. We jumped on it. Thank you very much. Smitha, you're up. Agree or disagree with what Chip said and or Hernan. It's okay so, to disagree. Go ahead. 
<laughs> oh, totally agree. Chip knows when I disagree, but a lot of times, like Hernan said, we live this day in and day out, and we are all on the same page. But I'll add an interesting story to this because you know, tying your spaghetti code to the non-clean code scenario, if you ever have it, and in one of the examples we've seen where with the whole spaghetti code where you make changes to one piece of code that has an you know impact on so many areas in your ERP system we had a scenario or at a particular company where a developer went on PTO and somebody else came and took over the code and wrote that code and made it to production and guess what the production uh, you know literally fell down crashed and people had to kind of go back in hours, revert the code back to bring it back to normal. And that is one of the biggest pitfalls we've all lived it through. And I hope a lot of listeners who are using also, you know, are nodding their heads at this point of time. This is one of the reasons why we are saying, let's keep the code clean. ERP comes with a lot of fit to standard approaches that you can leverage and for all the secret sources that organizations need, but because they do need it, we leverage edge solutions and build everything on the edge so that your standard process, purchasing is purchasing, traditional sales is sales. You keep those in the core with, with a very fit to standard approach and all the enablers you need, you Keep it on the ledge, uh, you know, you keep it on the edge for your analytical insights, for your innovations, for any of the custom or whatever secret sauce you need it and build it there. And that's the way to go, Bonnie. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Chip, anything you'd like to say back to your two colleagues? Thanks for not disagreeing with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I, I, great stuff, great ads. Uh, You know, where, where this, where we can tie this back to also is just, if you think about the concept of just cloud ERP and where that's going, as that continues to drive more and more, even for the most complex and highly capable solutions to a SaaS model, that SaaS model is going to require us all to keep that core clean because we're not gonna have the ability to be able to make changes in it and tweak it. It's going to be, a, a public offering that we all share. And quite frankly, then you use those extensions to still innovate and differentiate. And, and that's, that's ultimately where a lot of us believe this is going to go. And as, as we transition there, companies setting themselves up for that to be successful is key. So love it. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Let me go to back to our core, if you will. And Hernan, you're up next. And Hernan, I'm looking at your statement number two. I think we've already covered a lot about ERP and agility, but I want to talk about opportunities in the full ecosystem. So here's what Hernan told me. He said, opportunities arise to use the full ecosystem and not just the core application to perform tasks that activities are not built for. Hernan, I'm going to ask you to unpack this and then we'll go around the table. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I thank you, Bonnie. Yes, you know, with cloud applications, right, there is a lot of different um, products that you can use. You do not have to do everything in the core, as we've been talking before, right? So um, people used to use, organizations used to use the core as the development platform to do everything, right? There was, uh, you name it, we were trying to build artificial intelligence, in, in, the, in, in, the core, in the core application, frankly speaking, right? We were looking at doing stuff, automations in, in, the, in the core. And, and of course we built 
like um, instead of systems, I think we have like rockets that, that have been built there, right? And they are heavy. Um, today, you have a you know, full opportunity to use the full ecosystem. And when we talk about a full ecosystem, right, they are tools that are specialized on machine learning and artificial intelligence. Um, and, and perhaps uh, parsing or, or doing things with, with text code and things like that, right? So, so you have the opportunity uh, through a standard connectors and things like that to basically pull and push information and let the right application or the right product to, to use what it needs to be done, right? So if I need to do perhaps artificial intelligence uh, capabilities or machine learning, I don't have to do it in the development in the core because that basically uh, create a nightmare of maintenance and it doesn't let me to be agile to move into the into the next into the next version, right? But but if I can use the right products, the products that have been built for that specific capability, it, it brings a lot of uh, agility, right? I'm not using those products to run an order to cache process. That's where the core is, right? I'm using artificial intelligence to look for trends and things like that in the order to cache project, but it's sitting outside the, the core. So uh, that's what I was saying. Um, there is opportunities now to use that full ecosystem because through the clouds, everything is connected. It's easy to connect it glo globally in the terms of the, the, full, the full ecosystem. Thank you, Hernan. Interesting, interesting opportunity to expand our conversation. I appreciate that. Let's go around the table. Smetha, talk to us about what Hernan just shared, please. I totally agree with that because a lot of times currently we are in a Twitter generation, right? We, uh, we have millennials coming in and they no longer want to do the same thing again and again. So uh, organizations in order to keep those employees interested and stay with them are pivoting to what are all the technologies that we can use that we can leverage robotics, RPA machine learning, uh, you know, artificial in intelligence, OCR technologies, all this to actually build solutions that would enable or that would replace some of the um, manual tasks that may be uh, in, in the organization so that these uh, millennials can look at their organizations and, and have a very forward-looking view and play a more strategical role and building efficiencies into the process than than just it and 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 this is where cloud technologies help because in the current bts platform that it may be you can enable or plop in all these technologies and within now kubernetes is another word that means that you can build cloud solutions anywhere irrespective of what the hyperscaler is and these are the things that we see industries going adopting in order to get to their anti-fragility Thank you very much. Chip, let's get you in on this. What do you think? Yeah, it goes back to that kinetic enterprise pillar of inclusive, right? It's embracing mm -hmm. the ecosystem of technologies that are out there in a way that leverages, you know, it's, it's thinking about it in layers. You've got your ERP layer and then you have a cloud integration and app layer where you can, it's not separate systems. It's not discrete systems. It's highly connected pinging back and forth. So as I'm, as Hernan was saying this, as I'm executing an, an order to cash process, I'm creating an order. It's enabling things like chatbots or RPA to 
add value and empower the person who's doing that, right? It's all about how do I enhance the experience for the person who has to do their job and can I do that through that ecosystem of technologies to support? Love it. Thank you very much. Igosa was just telling me he needs to get people who disagree with each other once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Igosa, they are expanding the topic wonderfully, playing off of the statements, and I appreciate that. We have time for more. So, Smitha, I'm looking at your statement number two. This is interesting. Let's look at it from the perspective of outside the walls of the company, what's going on. She says, the universally adopted strategy of the sharing economy has changed the purchasing habits and views of owners ownership by offering universal benefits such as shared computing resources, scalability, ease of use, lower cost, flourishing ecosystems, and access to the latest technologies. Smitha, why don't you take us for a walk through this one, please, and then we'll see what Chip and Hernan have to say. Go ahead. Absolutely. And and this is where cloud is all about, right? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we see or, uh, or companies currently thinking about, do I want to go with an OPEX structure or a CAPEX structure? There is no right answer. You could go both because you, there are hybrid cloud models adopted there. What we are, uh, what customers are now thinking is, do I really want to own a piece of software that is not nimble, that is not agile, and in the growing needs and disruption in the market, it is actually more beneficial to almost rent the latest BMW, if I may say so, instead of buying an old car that gets old over a period of time. So there is a shift in the customer mindset, and this is another uh, with with the innovations that coming in with us trying to get the latest apps with organizations seeing the needs to adapt to the latest innovations. This is where cloud offers that sharing economy where you are continuously renting or maybe, you know, with all the organizations, mm-hmm. you're taking this comp- shared computing resources and enabling yourself in the organizations. But the fun part I am seeing is this is also leveling the field between established organizations and also new business models that are emerging and new startups. That means that new startups with a really great business idea can turn themselves into a 10 million from a $10 million organization to a $1 billion organizations relatively fast, leveraging these technologies. And that is where we see a lot of play happening. Thank you very much. Chip, join us, please. Thoughts? So this goes back to the intro where we talk about um, it's no longer ERP. It's got to be thought of as an ERP plus. And when mm-hmm. companies are out there thinking through what's the business case, what should I be driving for my strategy moving forward? And we talk about you can't just compare your legacy ERP with a new ERP. It's looking at that legacy ERP plus a new ERP that creates a platform that integrates and connects to an ecosystem. And that ecosystem, and I love where Smith was going from that, can have a rent versus buy decision point. Mm-hmm. You don't have to own and create all of it. You can do some where it's strategic and others you can leverage a subscription model or leverage something that you're, you're using for a period of time. You can allow people to, try it out and not be heavily invested. And if it doesn't work, right, but you can take chances. And I love where Smith was going around. It really, 
has allowed, you know, companies who are just getting into the fray to quickly get up with some of the mainstays because they don't have to build all these systems over time. There's all these pieces and parts that they can use and quickly empower them with technology and sometimes leapfrog their competitors. So I really like it. Interesting. Hernan, let's get you in on this. What do you think? I think I think that, you know, um, I was trying to um, think on how to break it down, but 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 here is my, my take, you know. Um, it's a great opportunity, especially for the new companies, right? Uh, and we are seeing a lot of that with the new, the new, the newcomers in the in, in the new digital economy. And the reason is, uh, they are more agile by by design, right? So instead of having to basically go and buy millions of dollars of hardware to innovate on something, you can rent it, right? You can actually rent it and try it. So you go from you go from actually the I like to say you go from the PowerPoint to the real experience very, mm-hmm. very soon. And to be frankly speaking, everybody will agree with that. Everything in PowerPoint works, right? In PowerPoint, everything works. It's when you get to the product where you see the challenges, right? And, and these new companies, by, by being more agile and, and, and don't have the infrastructure that others have, they, they get to see faster, right? Innovation gets to see. You, you, you get to see, you have to touch it, you can play with it. And you don't have to own it uh, if you don't like it. So, so I think that's that's part of the the where we see uh, companies moving right, and and the newcomers faster than others for sure. Thank you very much, Hernan Smitha. This was a good conversation starter, as always, from you. Would you anything you'd like to say back to them? No, totally agree. And uh, you know, my shout out is this is a great time to be in cloud as as everybody. Mm. And lease it till you till you know you need it and move on. I think we just had her closing crystal ball statement. We're going to repeat that at the yeah. end of the show. I, <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that op- optimism. Uh, we have time for a little bit more. Chip, I'm looking at your statement number three. This is also a very optimistic view. You say continuous improvement and innovation do not need to wait for a new ERP to be live nor does it need to stop after go live. I'm going to stop there. Chip, this is an interesting perspective. Good insider tips, I think, actually. Go ahead, Chip. Yeah, I think where where I'm hitting on with that is I think a lot of companies think I got to go through my full ERP journey to start innovation, and that is not the case, right? Let's see if you use SAP as an example. There are companies sitting out on ECC today that can go leverage cloud technologies to go drive innovation and can do that even in parallel to them maybe being on an S4 journey. And the beauty of it is what they build in that SAP cloud platform or any cloud platform for that matter, they can integrate into their new ERP platform. And so folks don't have to stop. Now goes on. We talk about systems can no longer be built to last, they have to be built to evolve. Mm-hmm. And that's the part around it being continuous. Once you're live, don't stop. It doesn't be, it's not a, here are my requirements, set it and forget it type mentality anymore. It's a, let's go build a solution in a platform that as we continue to want to innovate, as we would continue on to differentiate from our competitors, we're constantly looking at what else can we do while goes back to the beginning while managing that technical debt and doing it in an appropriate way. 
Thank you very much. Good topic there. Hernan, you happen to be virtually, well, you know, the sitting next to Chip. So what do you have to say about this idea that it doesn't stop? It's like, Chip, it's almost like when the sale is over, you still have to deal with customer service, maybe upselling. But when the go live is go live, it's an opportunity to keep building. Hernan, go ahead. Let's get your thought leadership I mean, it, go, it, okay. it, it goes back also what we've been saying at the beginning with, with the new the new mindset, right? You don't have to build the entire the entire ship in one in one shot, right? Mm-hmm. You have to basically be able to to break it down and you need to accept, right? And that's the difficult difficult part uh, for organizations to accept that the final product is not the final product in one shot, right? That you are going to basically be building in pieces and you are going to be given the functionality in pieces right? And you're going to get value in each step of the way, right? And that, in my view, is the most challenging thing for organizations uh, to change their mind and, and, to, and to adopt. Um, because it's not, like, it's not like we've been doing it in the last 20 years, right? In the last 20 years, pretty much it was, this is a one-time shot. If I, I need to do it now or, I nev- I, or it never happen again, right? Uh, and it, it doesn't have to be like that way, right? You know, so speed is, is important uh, and the value gathering is, is even more important, right? Against the complete of the solution at, at the first shot, right? So it's more about work, working your way there. Working your way there. I like that. Smitha, you get the final word on this before we, well, we actually got six minutes left. I was telling Chip 11 minutes is eons of time in live radio. So six left, let's use it well. Smitha, what do you have to say about this? Oh, I love this statement because one of the things that we see with a lot of companies I speak with is they say, oh, I just went through a really big major ERP transformation, spend, you know, quite a bit of capital investment out there. And now suddenly I am stuck with a monolithic ERP solution that cannot quickly pivot to the current disruption. So what do I do? And this is the answer. This is the magic pill, I believe, for a lot of organizations to say, I understand you have quite a bit of whiplash, but let's leverage this to build solutions on cloud that that actually add to your ERP systems to enable you to pivot to a faster pace that you can. So it's almost like getting your feet wet before swimming in the ocean, Bonnie. Thank you. Oh, very interesting. Is that like a try before you buy? We won't go there. Oh, maybe it is. You know what? I want to squeeze in one more topic. Hernan, I'm looking at your last statement. You sent me number four. Let's see if we can just get this into the conversation. You say technology is evolving at a faster pace than ever. I think we all agree with that. And the role of the orchestrator has become critical to support an evolving organization. This is a good way, I think, to wrap up our conversation. Hernan, why don't you take about 90 seconds and then we'll get a quick comment from your two co-panelists. Go ahead. Thank you, Bonnie. So, yeah, and again, it's, it's tied all back, right? So with the ecosystem, with not just using one product, uh, with having the different layers of innovation. And reality is technology, like, like we say, is evolving really fast, right? Everybody agrees on that. What it means is they are new products that every day are doing a non-activity even better than before. And what is really, really important in this in this in this um, world in this in this age is having people that really can connect all the different um, products 
or, 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 or capabilities, right? Uh, one another um, on a way that can work uh, all together, right? Without building technical debt. Uh, and I think that's, that's a critical thing, right? Because you do not want to build technical debt on your core applications, nor you want to build technical debt making sure all these different products work together. Thank you very much. Let's quickly get a comment about the orchestrator. Smitha, anything you want to add to that? I will just add a very small point to say what it is, is it's a pivot in mindset where we are no longer technologies, but we are strategic technologies where we are mixing the organizational strategy and how do we make the organizational strategy into a technological solution that enables the business to take, you know, to, to get us wherever we need to go. Someone ordered t-shirts. I am now a strategic technologist. I like that we could put strategic on the front of the shirt and technologist on the back. Chip, you're going to get those ordered for us, please. Chip comments on, on her non-statement and what Smith has said. Go ahead, Chip. You know, it, so thinking back to Smith made the comment around co-innovation and you think about folks who are orchestrators, there are products out there. I'll, I'll use us for example. We have products we built out on SAP Industry Cloud and there are products out there, but we also say they're not always going to be a direct fit for every company that we work with or every company that we're talking to. The beauty is when you're thinking about innovation is what can you do and what can companies do to, to tailor innovation to them, but needing folks that are orchestrators to be able to help navigate that and go do it, right? And so that I think is that co-innovation piece, Smitha, is, is extremely important. Thank you very much. Hernan, good, good statement for our closing. We have time for one sentence prediction. We started out with looking in the crystal ball about the future of ERP, about clean core, about innovation, about building, about cloud, cloud, cloud. So let's have one closing statement from each of you with, I hope, something very optimistic. One sentence, you get one comma, one semicolon, one long dash, and a period at the end. It's not a five-minute sentence. Smitha, you're first. One optimistic future statement. Go ahead. I believe leaders are going to take an active role to enable them pivot to faster solutions than ever is, and it's going to be a fantastic ride. Wow, she did it. I got one comma in there. She didn't use her semicolon. There's an extra one for you. Chip, go ahead. This is going to be an exponential rise in terms of the use of industry cloud solutions starting with this year. Introduced last year, this con- and, and companies started dipping their toes in the water, as Smitha said, but we are going to see folks truly jump in. Thank you. Hernan, you get one sentence and then we're done. Go ahead. I, I will say um, technology is going to keep evolving. It's going to keep evolving at a fast pace, even faster every day, every, every year. Uh, industry cloud um, is going ta- gonna to take off, uh, because of the fast pace of the technology, right? People is going to adopt it and people is going to understand how it works. And, and, and I think that's the reason why, why we, we are going to move into that direction. 
Thank you. And the three of you helped with that knowledge base and the encouragement and the enthusiasm. Speaking of enthusiasm, thank you again to Igoso Bakpalor for managing this episode. Igoso, you're doing a wonderful job with these shows. I applaud you, appreciate you, and you picked a wonderful panel. They happened to like each other, which was even good. Nobody disagreed, and I think they st- they still added so much value to the topic. So thank you to all of you, and a thank you, a shout out to Helen Tomas at Deloitte for sponsoring this series, and also to my engineer, Aaron Keller at Voice America. So thank you, Smitha. Thank you, Chip. Thank you, Hernan. I'm Bonnie D. Graham signing off for the Kinetic Enterprise. And I'll say a message to the world. Keep evolving. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.